Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hello, I'm Adam Jones of the Financial Times. Welcome to part two of my GMAT podcast, in which I talk to Dave Wilson, the chief executive of GMAC, the body that sets the test. Your organisation has recently shut down a website called ScoreTop that was accused of breaking the rules by featuring live GMAT questions. How many people used the site and what is now going to happen to them? Well, a lot of people used the site because there are a lot of sites out there um, that, that allege to provide uh, better test preparation than anything else. Scoretop had a substantial number in the thousands of, of uh, people who actually used it. What we have found is that within Scoretop, there was a VIP section that you paid $30 for 30 days to get into. And this particular part of the site um, allegedly provided uh, live or real test questions uh, and encouraged members to participate in the provision of new questions or confirming questions they'd seen. We have been tracking them for quite some time jointly with the FBI and have recently, we, we, uh, we have recently gone to court and been awarded a judgment in our favor and have shut them down and have taken over their, their URL as well as their hard drive. Now, if you look at the continuum of the, the people who visited that site, at the one extreme, you've got sort of the drive-by surfers who simply hit it on the way by. As you move up, you've got those who participated in it and maybe even participated in the VIP section but weren't uh, aware. They were unwittingly accessing GMAT questions, but they didn't, didn't know much about it one way or another. Then you move up to those who confirmed that after they had taken the exams, they had seen questions. At the other extreme way out in the extreme, those who actually contributed questions. We are limiting our focus right now to people in those last two groups, the people who confirmed and the people who actually contributed questions. The, the most difficult part of this is that the whole test prep arena is, is basically a field full of landmines that you could step on. And the vast majority of candidates are honest and hardworking, and they, they bump into a score top and suddenly find themselves in in a very unpleasant situation. We're not interested in, in the vast majority because they are legitimate, hardworking people. We're interested in those who, after they agreed to take the test and had to take the test, provided confirming or new information. And there, there are two other interesting parts to this. First of all, the, the tragic irony is that even getting three or four or five questions won't change your score significantly. And so... Even getting the questions won't provide you with that great a benefit. And then finally, in many, many instances, the great testimonials that are written in the chat rooms for these, uh, these test prep sites are actually written by the test site owners. And so even the, uh, the testimonials are fraudulent. And so you know, I really hope that young people who do want to take, take test prep focus on 
staying staying away from anything that suggests that they might be gaining an unfair or illegal advantage because the cost is far greater than the benefit. You said that um, your focus for the moment, and I think you used the phrase for the moment, is on the the people who who, who confirmed or posted live questions. I mean, can you rule out um, pursuing those who might have been, say, members of the VIP section of Scoretop, but who weren't so active? No, no, we're going to limit our focus on those who have either con- confirmed live items or contributed live items. And, and those who posted live questions, they don't really have a leg to stand on, do they, really? After all, the warnings when you take the test are pretty explicit. Uh, no, they don't. Now, we, we take the notion of cancelling a test score and all the, the, the derivative actions that go with that, notifying the school, uh, preclusion of testing again. We, making that decision is not one we would make trivially. And so we'll spend a lot of time being absolutely certain that anyone whose score is cancelled is one who really has violated, as you say, without a leg to stand on. And have you cancelled any scores yet um, as a consequence of your action against Scoretop? We have not cancelled any scores as yet since we got the the uh, the hard drive. We have uh, very competent professional forensic specialists who are going through the hard drives right now. We're working around the clock because we know schools are up against a deadline uh, for admissions, and candidates are too. And we will communicate uh, publicly as soon as we get that data. And do you have any idea how many people might have their scores cancelled? Not at this point. And is it um, possible that some people will be thrown out of MBA courses or have their MBA uh, withdrawn if they, they have already been to business school? I'm not sure of the answer to that one because that would be a function of what a school is permitted to do. And you'd have to ask schools that question. I don't know what what uh, rights and responsibilities schools have at that point. And why did it take GMAC so long to act on Scoretop? Um, I know there was an FBI investigation going on for a while, but your legal complaint was only filed in June 2007. And according to the court documents, that was nearly nine months after the FBI investigation became public knowledge. We waited until, uh, as you know, when you're working to build a criminal case, the, it takes a lot longer to build it. And so working with the FBI, we worked as expeditiously as we could together to get to that point. Then we had to put together our filing for the court process. And that, again, everything in the, in the, in the case of justice just moves a lot slower than you think it should. And it still does. Are you concerned about any other GMAT-themed websites that might be breaking your rules now? We know of a number of sites that are out there. We track them all, and uh, we will continue to go after every single one of them uh, with a, a vengeance as soon as we, we learn about it and how we can possibly move towards them and act against them. And so in general, um, how should people preparing for the GMAT approach chat rooms? I mean, should they be should they just completely steer clear of them or should they uh, just focus on uh, keywords that might flash up or, or, or things that should particularly ring alarm bells? You raise a very good point. There's so many very good test prep companies out there. And, you know, GMAT and the test prep companies are in the same business. We're trying to get the candidate in the best possible match. And the only difference is that the test prep companies are the coaches who are making the athlete, preparing the athlete for the for the race. And our job is to set a fair course and to hold the clock. And there are a lot of really respectable test prep organizations out there who are as damaged by this as anybody. 
And so I would encourage young people to watch out for words that suggest that you're getting live questions or real questions, or if you're asked to bring live or real material in. The, you know, the reality is we have the capacity to mask questions as soon as we, we discover that uh, there's a problem with it. If we had, for example, if we discovered uh, the answer to a question was flawed for some reason, we can simply shut that question down instantaneously. And so while it's still out there, it can't be accessed by a test taker. And so there's very little gain to a candidate thinking they're going to get inside unfair advantages over anyone else because the vast majority of the claims that these these companies make are fraudulent and false. Well, let's hope that uh, people can stay clear of these uh, chat rooms. And uh, thank you very much for your time. Well, thanks so much, Adam. All the best. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 